Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So before I get into this episode, I, I, again, on this topic, I want to know want to know what you think. Do you think Upwork is a scam? Have you tried getting work over there? Have you had success? Have you had trouble? What's your experience been over there? Have you learned anything that you know, maybe anybody could benefit from from hearing that you've learned? So sure, any of that, just go ahead and, and answer in the comments below. I'd love to hear what your experience has been. Also, uh, if you want to dig more into this topic, uh, Upwork as a scam and this, that, the other, then let me suggest another episode I did called The Case Against Upwork, where I dive really, really heavy into this and I go through the biggest objection that I tend to get about Upwork. And so if you're on uh, if you're on YouTube, there should be a button on the, the right side of the video. You can click that. The link for that episode will be in there. I'll also link it up on the end screen things that come up at the end of the video so you can check it out after the video as well if you're listening on the audio version you can just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash 177 and you'll find uh the episode there plus links to you know youtube or itunes and tune in and wherever you want to listen to it so again johnmorrisonline.com slash 177 and of course i'll link to all this on the show notes page for this episode which will be johnmorrisshow.com slash 304 but I've been talking a lot about the how-to of Upwork, but I get a lot of people who ask, sort of step back from that and ask, look, is Upwork even worth it in the first place? And they they sort of hear all these horror stories from other freelancers saying that it's a scam and this and that. And I get comments almost every time I do an Upwork video, someone will eventually comment about, you know, they had this particular experience and it's a scam and this, that, and the other. And it can sour a lot of people on Upwork, which I think is unfortunate because if done right, I think it's a very, very, it's a very good opportunity. And you, you may even seen a lot of these videos. Like if you search on YouTube for Upwork, you'll find, you know, in that top 10 to 20 videos, you'll find a several of them that say why I left Upwork. And one of the first points I want to make right off the bat is that I do believe that eventually you should leave Upwork, right? So those videos have some some merit to them, but you can't leave Upwork until you've been on Upwork. And and again, I think this is one of the unfortunate things because I think a lot of people that are sort of just getting into uh, getting into development or or freelancing or whatever they they see these sort of videos and and think that it, they apply to them as new freelancers as new developers when really i think these are more for people who have been on upwork for a while and sort of established themselves then yes absolutely you should then sort of look to move off of upwork onto your own site that sort of thing but upwork is a tremendous opportunity if you're just starting out to get going if you're whether you're just learning or maybe you're going through college to do some side work to build up some experience and credibility or you're you're making a, a career switch you know, before you actually, while you're going through the process of learning how to code, before you actually make that switch to, to get some experience working with clients and so forth. I believe that every, especially developer, should should freelance at least for a little bit because it gives you a real direct experience of working with clients and delivering for people and gives you a sense of confidence that it's hard to get anywhere else. In any case, again, a lot of that stuff can sour people on this. So here's some examples of the negative comments I see and that I get regarding Upwork. So what I've been noted, this is, uh, I guess I don't, I didn't write down the name for who this was, but 
says, what I've been noticing is that there are a lot of fake jobs, fake clients, and I'm certain it is now a fraudulent site where most of the jobs are are uh, posted by employees. $5 for web design, $3.30 for one PS, uh, PSD design, etc. And it's true if you ask questions on job descriptions, they don't bother to reply. Most of the job descriptions are two-line sentences, uh, and they ask, do we have any questions? It's a it's a scam, simply a scam. Very few jobs uh, are posted look that that look decent, genuine. But even even you apply, you never hear them, or you never hear back from them. So that's sort of a a common thing that I hear. Here's another one from Noel Google it says, please stop pushing Upwork in the emails. They rarely accept new devs, and it's a race to the bottom if you do get accepted. Another one is R2RO on YouTube said, the problem is how can you compete against uh, Philippines and Hindi people throwing themselves for 3 to $4 per hour? Like, come on, how? Having a bachelor's and previous experience out of Upwork is not worth it anymore. So the question is, is this stuff true? Well, here's some samples of positive comments I've got regarding Upwork. So this is Tom on YouTube. Said, I'm glad you made a video like this. As someone who's using Upwork as their primary source of income, it's disheartening to read people online hating on Upwork because it's a saturated market or all the freelancers that get hired are from third world countries willing to work for $1 a day. In reality, you can succeed on Upwork if you know how to write good proposals, are offering a valuable service, and can build up a decent reputation due to your proven track record. If you're looking for an easy way to get money, just get a regular job. Upwork requires a different skill set altogether that a lot of people don't understand. And this has been on, uh, this has been from YouTube says, update prior to watching your videos, I had zero jobs on Upwork. I took your advice and made some changes and got three jobs in less than two weeks, and it's continuing to build. This is Tazvir on YouTube. Hello, John. I just love listening to your videos. I changed my Upwork profile description, and it worked being specific. I work with WordPress. This one's from Mirza. I just wanted to say thanks. I applied your advice when bidding on Upwork, and I got my first gig. Just a small one-hour job, but it's a start, and I got five stars from the client. So here's here's the truth about this, the, the uh, Upwork as a scam or whatever. Upwork is the largest freelancing site on the planet as far as... I'm aware. So it's got 14 million users in 180 countries and $1 billion annually in freelancer earnings. And there's, I would guess, hundreds to thousands, maybe even more than that, jobs posted to Upwork each day. So what that means is whatever you want to find on Upwork, you can find. So if you want to find low-paying projects with difficult clients, doing things that you hate doing, you can 100% find that. However, if you want to find high-paying projects with awesome clients doing the exact things that you love, you can also find that. So the big culprit here, in my opinion, the difference between the people who find the high-paying good jobs and the people who don't is this idea of the numbers game. And somewhere along the line, Somebody convinced people that freelancing is a numbers game. Really, sales in general is a numbers game. Now, in some cases, that can be true, but with freelancing, especially on Upwork, I, I think it's the act, it's the exact wrong approach. Now, I tackle this specific idea and why it's so wrong-headed, specifically in my Upwork 101 course, but when you're viewing it as a numbers game, 
you know, it's about getting out a certain amount of proposals in a certain amount of time. And if you get out a certain amount, then a certain percentage of pe- those people will hire you. And so you're just trying to be efficient with submitting your proposals. And that leads you to doing things like maybe not reading the project description, not doing some of the things I've talked about, about pulling out hiring criteria, maybe copying and pasting your proposals into a bunch of different jobs, all of that sort of thing. And if you do that, what you're going to end up with is low-paying clients that are difficult to work with doing things that you don't want to do. And you'll end up feeling like that first group of freelancers who say that Upwork is a scam or it's a race to the bottom or whatever else it is. On the flip side, if you slow down, you develop a standard for the kinds of jobs that you're willing to work on, you take the time to write solid, unique proposals for each project, each project, and you focus on quality, not quantity, then you're going to feel like that second group of freelancers who are working on jobs they want to work on. They're making what they want to make, and they feel like they're building something. They're building some momentum and establishing something for the future and methodically building their career and income. Ultimately, because of how big Upwork is and how much is available to you, both of those options are up to you. So it's you get to decide which game you play. Now, of course, if you decide to play the quality game, the immediate fear is, well, will those kinds of clients hire me? And I think if we're honest, this insecurity is one of the things that really holds us back. I think this is one of the things that causes people to play this numbers game because they go on there and they see a job that's $3,000 or $5,000 or $10,000 or it's you know 90 an hour or whatever it is, and there's some insecurity, especially if you're new. There's insecurity about whether I'm capable of doing that. And so you sort of develop this mentality of, well, I just want to start out with something small, something that I feel like I can tackle and so forth. And so you you start to go down that route and that leads you down the path of the numbers game. And the reality of it is, is for in a lot of cases, this isn't every project, but a lot of cases, the difference between, say, a $2,000 project and a $500 project in terms of what you actually have to deliver uh, as a developer isn't necessarily all that different. It more comes down to the client and and, and their view of, of web development work, their view of what they want, their willingness to pay a certain amount of money. And oftentimes that $500 client and that $500 project will be a lot harder than that 2000 that $1,500 or $2,000 project. It's not 100% true, but oftentimes that's the case. And so, again, you, you know, it, it's one of those things that you have to sort of face that insecurity head on. And, you know, that, again, that's one of the biggest things I faced early on in my career. That's why when I first started on Upwork, I didn't have immediate success because I was letting that insecurity take me down a path that let, that sort of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that you're going to get the kind of things that in your head you don't really want, but you're trying to play small. So the answer to the question, will these kinds of clients hire you, is they absolutely will. The trick about it is that you have to talk to them differently. So the analogy I would use is when I used to sell cars. 
Now, I, I worked at a dealership that had a used car section. It had sort of a, a, a standard, you know, new car section. And then it had a upscale sort of like, I think, I can't remember if it was Lexus or BMW or whatever it is. But when you're selling, say, a Cavalier versus a BMW, you have to sell those two cars differently. Because the the customers that are buying a Cavalier versus the customers that are going to buy a BMW, they're focused on completely different things. The person who's buying the Cavalier, their primary focus is usually going to be price and you know durability, what they're going to get for their price, etc. The customer who's buying a BMW, yeah, those things are there, but they're willing to pay for quality. They want to know you know what 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 are the luxury items in the car what are the benefits they it's a different sort of mentality that they have they're looking more at value than they are at price and so again the things that you highlight the the sales points that you cover when you're selling those two cars is dramatically different it's the same with freelance co- clients right if if you are if you want to attract clients and and persuade clients, get hired by clients that are willing to pay good money for a freelancer, you have to talk to them differently than you would someone who is focused primarily on price. Okay. And so one of the things that I do very heavily in the new section that I added to my Upwork 101 course is I talk to you about the difference between playing this number game and playing the quality game how to find those sorts of clients in the first place and find them on a consistent basis, day in and day out, a process for doing that, and then how to communicate to these sort of higher-end clients, the clients that are are willing to pay for for quality, what to say, how to say it, how to figure out exactly what they're looking for, all of that. Uh, I talk, I go through that in detail in this new section. So if you want to play that game, if you want to be a part of that group of freelancers who is building momentum, is building something for their future, then I highly recommend giving the course of uh, course a look. Right now, I'm running a launch week special where you can get it for just 10 bucks. The link to that is upwork101.com, has all the details about the course and everything that's in it. But whatever you do, go back to that what I was talking about with the insecurity, whatever you do, don't sell yourself short. Don't, don't limit yourself going in by limiting what you think you're capable of. Find a way to be able to say F it and just go for it because, <clears throat> because those clients will hire you if you, and if you learn how to communicate to them in the way that they, they want to be communicated with, they will hire you. And my guess is that you'll do a lot better than what you're imagining in your head that you might. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit the like button. Also subscribe. Make sure and hit the bell thing so you get actually notified when the the video is posted. Also, past episodes and links to uh, subscribe on Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all that you can find at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you'll rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, I'd appreciate that. I'll also give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the details on how to get that free module and all that you can find at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the start here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.